0: I am Daniel Foley from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily communion meditation, where today we're talking about holding fast your confession. Something I feel like God's been showing me lately is that sometimes in life, we get breakthroughs, we get answers to prayer from God. He sets us free in ways, but then we can lose it. You see all kinds of stories where people have experienced, let's say, healing from God, but then they end up losing their healing. The symptoms come back, they get worse, and they lose it. And so, I feel like something God has been showing me lately is the way that we keep continuing to walk in the things that He's given us, the answers that He's given us in our life, the answers to prayer. How do we keep those things? Because sometimes it's easy to slip back into old patterns, easy to slip back into old habits, for those symptoms to come back and to find yourself back in those same situations again. How do you keep walking in those things? And I feel like what He's been showing me is holding fast your confession holding fast your confession we're going to take a look at some scriptures in Hebrews today talking about the importance of holding fast our confession very simply practically i think what he's been showing me is the way we do this is just just through consistent praise remembering what he's done for us just taking a couple moments each day to to thank him and to praise him for those things that you've seen those answers to prayer that you've seen in your life and continuing to remember those things Keeping it top of mind helps you to keep walking in those things, is to keep them. So we're going to be taking communion over that today, asking for his help. But why are we taking communion every day? About 10 years ago, I had pretty much no spiritual life whatsoever. I was doing life on my own without God, doing things my own way. But life wasn't going the way that I wanted it to go. At the time, I was running my personal training business. And the business started out great, but I got into some tough times. Times where my business is losing thousands of dollars in a month. And I remember getting to this place of going for a walk with my wife around the neighborhood, telling her over and over, there's got to be a better way to live. Shortly after that, I came across this challenge. to start reading one chapter from the book of Proverbs every day. Proverbs has 31 chapters. So on day one of the month, you read Proverbs chapter one. Day two of the month, you read Proverbs chapter two. And then you keep going like that until the end of the month and you start back over. Well, I've been doing that for a little while. And one day, Proverbs 13, seemed to jump off the page of me. It says a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And that verse got me thinking, what's the most valuable thing that we can pass on to future generations? Well, the Proverbs tell us that wisdom, understanding, knowledge, those are the key things. Those are the principal things. So I made a commitment that day. I want to pass on manuals and lessons and teaching for all the different areas of life. Areas like purpose and health and family and finance, order, time, community. But when I got started, I had no clue where to start. So I began seeking after God, began to totally immerse myself in the things of God. My relationship with him began to grow. He began to show up, began to teach me, began to train me. He taught me this whole new way of living. where We make him the source. We make him the center of everything. We do life together with him. But that meant I had to learn to put off my old ways. I had to unlearn a lot of what I had learned in life. I had to learn to operate my life in a new way. And it wasn't always easy at times. because I had to learn to put off those old ways. At times, I found myself in some impossible-looking situations, only to see God come through over and over again. As my trust in him just began to grow more and more. But I just began to document the things I was learning, the things he was teaching me. And over the course of about 10 years, it turned into this series of books and courses that we have now and now partners that we have in a program called The Abundant Life Blueprint. But out of everything we do in The Abundant Life Blueprint, I do believe daily communion is the most important thing. Daily communion is what I call the number one table turner for all of life. Has the ability to create a turning point in our life, to turn things around and change the trajectory of our lives going forward. Jesus says, as often as you do this, Remember me. It's an opportunity to simply remember and not forget. We talk about holding fast our confession today. That's an opportunity to remember. The more we remember those things that He's done in our life, it helps us to keep them and to keep walking in them, I believe. Communion helps us to abide in Him so that our lives produce much fruit. The Apostle Paul says every time we take communion, we're proclaiming the death of Jesus, which in the case of a will or an inheritance, It's the death that sets everything into motion. Nothing happens until you prove the death. So in a way, communion is like an activation of all the benefits that are found in this new covenant. But it's also important we take it the right way. Every time we take communion, we take it with the fear of the Lord. With deep awe and honor and reverence for the sacrifice of Jesus. I think it's also important to remember what his sacrifice means for us. How he connects us back to God gives us his covenant relationship with him. So the process we use, we start with about a two minute long prayer. That's mostly scripture coming from Ephesians chapter one and the prayer of Jabez found in first Chronicles chapter four. And then we take a few minutes to examine ourselves because the apostle Paul says some people are weak and sick and they die early because they don't examine or judge themselves before taking communion. And if communion has the power to do that in the negative I believe it has the power to make us healthy and strong and give us long life if we take it the right way. And then after our time of communion, we are talking about, talking about some physical workout tips and advice. Because I truly believe physical exercise is meant to teach us how to exercise our faith. So let's get started with our prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray for all those who are watching or listening, their families, all those connected to them and our church and governmental leaders. I thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light. Into the kingdom of your dear son. I thank you for your purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began. I thank you that Jesus was smitten for us so that you can keep fighting for us. And I keep asking that you, the father of glory, would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelations that we would know you better. That the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened to know the hope to which you called us the fullness of him who fills all in all. And Father, I ask you to bless us and make your face shine upon us. Let us find grace and favor in your eyes. Expand our borders and our territory. Expand our capacity to receive your purpose and grace, your love and your goodness, and to let it flow through us so that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. Send us opportunities to do good and be a blessing today and help us be sensitive to those opportunities. Keep your hand on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes and do it with peace and joy and confidence in you. And we ask you to stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and keep us from evil and pain. Through the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, we're going to go through the other half of prayer. This is our time to examine ourselves. Are we making today a masterpiece? And how are we going to do that? We're going to get connected to the master, bring our relationship with God down into today. And masters of anything are simply masters of the fundamentals. That's where we talk about, executing these four fundamentals and bringing some fun and some presence into them today. But before we go through our fundamentals, let's remember God's got a process. When he took the people from Egypt to the promised land, there were steps and stages. There was a process they went through. And in a similar way for us to step into the promises and the inheritance that God has for us in Christ, I think there's some prom- there's a, a process, there's some steps and stages we go through. And very simply, I think it starts with us believing God's got something better for our life. Better than we can ever ask or think or dream or imagine. But that plan for our life is probably going to look impossible. And we've got to be willing to move forward with that plan rather than going back to the way things used to be. And then we've got to learn to walk it out. we got to learn to put off our old ways, to embrace this new way of living. We'll make God the center. We make him the source. We learn how to rest and we learn how to trust in him, to walk in faith and love and humility and to just walk out his plan together with him. And that's where we talk about our four fundamentals. So our first one, let's get positioned in the light today. Every day, we've got to keep repositioning ourselves back into the light. And I think it starts with Humility. Humbling ourselves in relationship to God, humbling ourselves in relationship to other people, because it's the humble who are given grace. It's the humble who are exalted and promoted. And we're going to take our position in forgiveness today, receiving forgiveness from God, forgiving ourselves in the middle, walking in forgiveness with other people. And to walk in the light is to walk in love, kind and patient and gentle, always assuming the best, keeping no record of wrongs delighting in the truth, always hoping, always trusting, always persevering, because love never fails. And we're going to take our position in gratitude and praise today. One of the greatest expressions of faith, and it's one of the easiest ways to maintain our positioning all day long. And being in position is a big deal, because it puts us in position to be able to receive everything that God has for us. Imagine a quarterback and a receiver. The quarterback throws the pass, but the receiver turns and he runs in the wrong direction he's out of position to receive. When we step into the light, we're stepping into Christ. And God has taken everything that he has and he put it all in him. And this day today, we have access to all those good things, his spirit and power, his presence, his love and peace and joy, his mind and wisdom, health and energy, purpose and grace, time, finances, resources, everything we need, it's all available to be received. We've got to learn how to get in position to receive it. And then we've got to learn how to get it flowing through us out into the world where we see the result of it in our life. So our first step is to get in position. Our second step is to magnify the light. We're going to turn up the brightness of this light within us. And it's going to expand the capacity where God can flow more of all these good things through us. It's also going to get this new covenant rooted and established in our heart where we become more fixed and consistent in it. And to magnify the light, we've talked about the example of two baskets on a balancing scale. On one side, you've got a basket full of all the issues and problems and testings that we face. On the other side, we've got a basket full of our praises to God. Which basket are we going to fill up? With our thoughts, our focus, our attention, our words, our meditation, which basket are we going to put our focus and attention on today? To magnify the light, we're going to fill up that basket of praise Praising God for his word, his unfailing love and faithfulness, his mighty works that nothing's impossible with him, can magnify our righteousness in Christ and all that he's done for us in Christ. Looking back at all that's going well. Looking back at all the things, the answers to prayer that he's brought and keep magnifying those. It's one of the ways that we keep them. We keep walking in them. Now, this is not denying that there's issues or problems. There's another basket there. Is simply choosing to put our focus on the praise basket, because we trust that God can solve those problems a whole lot better than we can. But he does give us a choice. We could choose not to do any of this. We could stay stuck in pride and rebellion, bitterness, unforgiveness, insisting on doing things our own way. Filling up that other basket with venting and complaining and pouting, toiling away in our mind, trying to figure everything out. And that's where we have to learn to recognize the symptoms. When we're out of position or magnifying the wrong thing, we might have the tendency to retaliate at people or withhold good things that we know to do. We might avoid people or give them the silent treatment. On the inside, you feel this heaviness and weight and pressure like it's all sitting on you. You Might have feelings of hopelessness or helplessness like you're trapped or you're stuck. And all that weight and pressure just drains all the energy right out of you. Emotionally, there's the fear and stress and worry. We're dreading things in the future, envisioning all these worst case scenarios, reliving bad things from the past. And unfortunately, this can become a habit. This can become a pattern or a vicious cycle that we get stuck in. But when we take our position in the light, there's rest in our soul. There's fullness and completeness in him. We have fellowship with God, fellowship with people. And when we rest, God goes to work. And now all those good things he put in Christ begin to flow through us. He begins to do the work. And now everything is free and easy and effortless and energizing. And now we have hope in any and every situation because we've got God with us. And if all this weren't enough, God gives us this amazing gift of grace that we could be totally off track, but get back in position just a couple seconds later. I think it starts with getting more present aware of what's happening and the symptoms we're experiencing. And then we humble ourselves. Father, forgive me. I'm off track right now. We receive that forgiveness from him. We forgive ourselves in the middle. If we need to reconcile with somebody or forgive, we take those steps. Then we start praising and magnifying him for his grace and his goodness and his love. And i like to pray this very simple prayer. Father, thank you that what you put within me is more than enough to handle whatever's coming at me today in a beautiful, graceful way. You go through that simple process, that weight just lifts off you. Everything begins to flow again. It's a beautiful thing. And then our third fundamental we've got to stay tuned in today. Every day, God's trying to teach us and train us, but we've got to stay tuned into Him. My favorite way to do this is with a journal before bed. And I like to use a journal to stay in rhythm with God. In the Old Testament, the temple had a rhythm, there were things that needed to be done every morning and evening, every weekly Sabbath the start of every month, and on the yearly cycle of feasts. Well, our bodies are God's temple now, and staying in rhythm with him, I think, is one of the biggest keys to staying tuned in. So I like to start my journal with these, what I call, filters at the top, and I've got some layers of filters to help me establish that rhythm. I like to start at the very top. What's the big picture vision? Where do I feel like God is leading me in my life? For me personally, it's abundant life training centers all over the world, making the body of Christ healthy and beautiful. Then I want to bring it down to a yearly level. What do I feel like is the vision or direction or the word that God gave me for this year? For me personally, it's 2022, the year of the beautiful land. And then I want to bring it down into the month. This month of July, our message for July was confidence through praise. Confidence through praise. Through praising him consistently, we grow more confident in our faith. And then underneath that, I want to bring it down to a weekly level. With our weekly yearly cycle updates which this week as God's favor is on you, it surrounds you like a shield, it's on you for a lifetime. And so just little reminders at the top of my journal to keep these things top of mind, keep me moving in the right direction every day. And then I like to start my journal with gratitude and praise to get in position and then to magnify what went well today.
1: What are all the ways that I saw God showing up today? And then I like to ask this question, God, what were you trying to show me today? And get still and listen
0: and whatever comes into my mind. Just begin to write those things down. And then we're going to stay tuned in to him throughout the day. Stay connected to him. If you ever feel like you're losing that connection, just take a couple minutes. Just slow down. Get more present. Think of it like plugging in a phone. You're going to get powered up in him again. And then the final thing I like to do in my journal is to bring it all down into today. What do I know to do today? And I plan out the upcoming day with God. And I've learned to stick with. What do I know to do today? Because I learned sometimes I was getting out ahead of God, toiling away in my mind, trying to figure things out, trying to force things to happen. On the other side, sometimes I was procrastinating on things that I knew to do. So I've learned to stick with. What do I know to do today? That becomes the plan for the day. And then we wake up like a kid on Christmas morning, excited for the day because this is the day that the Lord has made. And we remember this very important principle. That the first thing out of our mouth every morning sets the tone for the whole day. As I began to learn about this, I began to seek God. What's the best thing for us to say? Every morning. Felt like he was taking me back to Genesis chapter 1. The very first words we see God speak. Let there be light. So now those are the first words out of my mouth every morning. Let there be light. And it's amazing how just such a simple little thing brings a different energy into the day. And then we get connected with him. We start walking out that plan, full confidence in him. He's right there with us every step of the way. And when we get to that place of confident faith, his grace begins to surge through us. He begins to go to work. He begins to beautify our life, bring things into our life that we could never make happen on our own. And beauty is attractive and magnetic and begins to pull more and more of everything God has for us into our life. Let's take a look at these scriptures today. Holding fast to our confession. So something I feel like God's been teaching me. How do we consistently walk in the things that he's brought into our life? How do we keep those things and not lose them? I think one of the biggest keys is right here. Holding fast your confession. So what I've started doing is just praising God every day. Taking some time to remember all the things that God has done in my life. The ways that he's set me free. The answers to prayer that I've seen. And holding fast to those things. So here's some scriptures on it. Hebrews 3.6, but Christ was faithful as a son over his house, whose house we are, if we hold fast our confidence and the boast of our hope firm until the end. Hebrews 3.14, for we have become partakers of Christ, if we hold fast the beginning of our assurance firm until the end. So you got to hold fast that assurance, that confidence in him. Hebrews 4.14, therefore, since we have a great high priest who passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. Hebrews 10.23, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without
1: wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Heavenly Father, we're asking for wisdom, insight, understanding into
0: this concept of holding fast, holding fast our confession. And we're asking for you to teach us how to do this and help us to walk in this consistently from this point on in our life. And we thank you that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he
1: took the bread and said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Just take a moment to remember. God sent us his one and only son to die for our sins. Jesus is willing to come and humble himself unto
0: death on a cross. And God poured the cup of his wrath onto the body of Jesus. The iniquities of us all he laid upon him. He became sin so that we could become the righteousness of God.
1: He became poor so that we might become rich. He became a curse so that we could have God's blessing. And then God raises him up from the dead. Seats him in heavenly places at his right hand. And he raises him up with us. Raises us up with him. Sent the spirit of his son
0: into our hearts. That same spirit and power that raised him from the dead. It lives on the inside
1: of us. And it raises us up and sits us together with him in heavenly places. Makes us one with him. All through his sacrifice, he makes us right and holy and perfect in God's sight. So Father, we thank you for this bread and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread. So after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my blood poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. It's forgiveness of
0: sins that releases us from darkness, transfers us into the light, into the kingdom of Jesus. He's a great king. His blood cleanses us, makes atonement for us, gives us this new covenant with God, this blood sworn oath that
1: God is with us and for us. We're going to keep holding fast that confession of what he's done in our life. So Father, we thank you for this cup and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. Be you every juice, you can take a juice. All right. Health and fitness.
0: We talk about it's just a, it's a, an example of how to exercise our faith. And one of the most important keys, it's one of the toughest ones for us to learn, I believe, is giving ourselves grace. We have to learn how to give ourselves grace, which means what? To stop putting the pressure on ourselves. Take that pressure off of yourself in the areas of nutrition and fitness. Learn how to roll that pressure over onto God. When we mess up, when we miss it, when we fall, giving ourselves grace. Getting right back on track, giving yourself grace rather than condemning yourself and beating yourself up over it. Learning to give yourself grace, to take that pressure off of yourself one of the greatest things you can do to accelerate your progress in health and fitness. But it's kind of counterintuitive, and it's really hard for us to learn how to do this sometimes. We want to be really hard on ourselves. We want to be our own worst critics at times.
1: But I hope this has been helpful for you today. If you'd like to learn more about partnering with us in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you go to the Abundant Life Training Center.com.